Hello and welcome to another episode of the Engineers Collective, brought to you from the safety of lockdown here in the UK. As the country begins to get back to work over the next few weeks and months, we continue to send the entire civil engineering sector our best wishes in these strange and unprecedented times. The Engineers Collective is powered by Bentley Systems. To find out more about Bentley's response to the COVID-19 pandemic, go to bentley.com. So hello and welcome to this latest episode of the Engineers Collective. I'm Claire Smith and I'm editor on New Civil Engineer and I'm joined today by our features editor Nadine Badu. Hi there Claire. Hello and we're going to be talking through something unusual that I think many in the civil engineering industry wish wasn't quite such an oddity, a project that's going to be completed early. I was going to say can you guess what the project is but I think the episode of this, the title of this episode would give that away. It's the A14 Cambridge to Huntingdon Improvement Scheme. But it does feel a bit strange, though, doesn't it, to be talking about such a major road scheme when so many people are working from home at the moment, obviously, including us recording this podcast from home while travel is still restricted across the country. Yeah, the roads are really quiet right now. And the effects of coronavirus might be making people think more about journeys in the future. But the A14 is a key freight route, which I think is what makes the work so critical. Absolutely. I mean, it's an incredible project, isn't it? A main construction, I think, actually started in November 2016. And the £1.5 billion project involves delivery of a new bypass to the south of Huntingdon, as well as upgrades to 33 kilometres of the A14. So while the route was expected to open at the end of this year, it's actually now on track to open this spring, which is obviously a massive achievement. Yeah, it's amazing. So our special guest for this episode, who'll be talking to us about what made this project different, is Highways England Project Director on the A14, David Bray. David has successfully delivered major infrastructure projects within complex working environments for a number of years. And before joining Highways England, he worked in the aviation sector for nine years, being a design and build business that delivered high profile projects at Gatwick, Manchester and Stansted Airport, as well as Terminal 5 at Heathrow. He also worked as Project Director, sorry, he also worked as programme director delivering Manchester's Metrolink expansion programme. David has significant experience of modern methods of construction, including lean methodologies, design for manufacture and just-in-time logistics. He's also an experienced practitioner of collaborative working. His success in delivering projects on time and within budget is underpinned by the creation of high-performance teams. So welcome, David, and congratulations on your work on the A14. Oh, thank you so much, and thank you for giving me the opportunity to uh, to talk to you about it. Well, it's You're great welcome. to have you. Sorry, it's great to have you. Um, and we've already touched on the A14 being a, a key freight route, but can you explain a bit more in a bit more detail why such a large investment was needed in that part of the road network? Yes, of course. So um, you're absolutely right. It's a key part of the strategic um, road network. It, it links um, Felixstowe with, with the rest of the country. Um, something like 85,000 vehicles use the A14 every day. And surprisingly, um, about 30% of, the, of that traffic is HGV, something like um, 30% of the traffic when um, no, normal n- normal traffic levels are something like 10%, so three times. The amount of lorries um, use the A14 as, as um, sort of the average across the strategic road network. It was an old road um, that um, had a lot of um, incidents, something like 190 on average every year. And I guess we can't forget that Cambridge is, is a, a, an area that is um, growing incredibly quickly. 
um, with lots of um, jobs and houses being um, created, and therefore um, the infrastructure needed to be upgraded to to um, support that that growth. So, can you tell us when the concept of the project was first conceived, and whether there were efforts at that stage to use a different delivery model, or when that came about? <laughs> Well, um, lots of people ask me about the A14 and, and um, were, were the sort of challenges right um, from the beginning. I mean, my, my project is is about the third iteration of, of the scheme. It went back as far as 2010, I, I believe. Um, but the, the latest version um, went through planning um, in um, sort of 2014 to 2016 us getting um, approval for for um, the, um, the the scheme in late 2016. Um, so one of the successes of the project was was borne by the fact that we engaged um, our delivery partners, I suppose um, relatively early in, in 2015. And um, the procurement of that um, sort of started then. So it's been a, a, a long, slow burn from something like 2010 to, to 2020, where we are now. And just for those who don't know, can you describe how that integrated delivery team model used on the project, how that works and who the key players involved were? Yeah, sure. Um, so most importantly, I guess, uh, I, I should um, acknowledge um, our, our partners on the project. So um, Balfour BT, uh, Skanska and Costains. And and Carillion um, were were our sort of contracting partners, and we we have two designers, um, Atkins and C two C two H, who um, have um, supported us to, to get to where we are. And um, when we procured the project, um, we procured it as three packages, um, which um, uh, by this by their very size, you know, it's a one point five billion pound project. Um, by their very size, uh, sort of meant that um, JVs um, were were um, bidding bidding for the work um, using our um, collaborative um, sort of uh, uh, framework um, that we'd we'd um, procured um, in 2015, and um, so JVs um, bid bid the two two um, sorry the three packages, and actually two two JVs um, were successful. The Costains um, Skanska JV12 packages, and um, Balfour BT and Carillion won the third. Um, but we we recognised um, very early that it would be very difficult to um, uh, deliver the project if if it wasn't delivered as a as a single single entity. It's one road. It would be hard to imagine how a project could be successful if one package at one end of the project delivered um, sort of on time, if you like, and, and the others didn't. So um, once we had contractors on board, um, we, we recognised very early on that we wanted to create a sort of an integrated team. Um, and and that's what we did, you know, starting from sort of probably late 2015. Carillion, as you mentioned, were originally part of the team. And do you think that the the model helped to, the project adapt quickly when the firm collapsed, without impacting obviously the overall project? Oh, very much so. So, um, uh, Balfour BT stepped in because they were um, uh, the JV partner, 
Um, there were something like 84 people um, involved who are, who are working on the project, and they 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 moved um, into the Balfour Beatty um, sort of um, uh, world um, almost instantaneously within two weeks or something like that. And I think you know the 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 fact that we recognised that um, it was a big job and we needed um, resilience not only in terms of the JVs but in terms of the way we wanted to operate. Um, you know, we we invested an awful lot of time and effort in trying to make sure that we we had the right people, the right leaders, um, sort of um, involved from the from the very beginning, and that investment sort of played off, particularly um, in the in the Caribbean sort of instance, and and many other challenges that we faced along the way. And do you think that model helped to create a, a different route to bringing in innovation into the design and delivery of the project? Um, yes, um, I have to say that um, we started off on a, on a more sort of traditional ECI type approach um, where, where um, our contractors and our designers work together to try and refine and optimise the, the design. Um, and that, that, that um, achieved a, a certain amount of success. But, but actually, the, the biggest step change for us is, is um, like most uh, infrastructure projects, we, we um, encountered some, some re- really big challenges, um, especially around uh, archaeology and utility diversions. And um, we, we had a crossroads. We had to choose how, how um, we were going to sort of overcome those challenges. And um, we, we chose to, to sort of work together and to refine our sort of commercial model to, to mean that we were perfectly aligned um, moving forward um, with, with one, one purpose, one set of objectives. Um, and um, the contractors and the designers were, were incentivized to, to deliver that. And that was probably the biggest step change of all. So earth moving was one of the the key areas that underwent innovation on the A14 with automated machinery used on the scheme. Can you tell us about the challenges of getting that onto site and the benefits that brought? Mm -hmm. So um, unfortunately for for us, we didn't generally use um, automated vehicles as much as I would have um, loved that to be the case. Um, We we trialled some some automated vehicles sort of uh, it was a, it was a two or three month trial but notwithstanding that it was a, a, a huge um, earthworks um, um, sort of project um, we moved something like 10 10,000 um, million cube of, of muck from from around the, the locale we um, processed something like 15 1.5 million tons of aggregates um, which we reuse um, for concrete um, and for engineering fill um, and um, I guess uh, we, we were very very lucky with the weather and so uh, we were able to achieve quite quite phenomenal production rates um, that um, um, yeah it was it was quite outstanding actually Again, having an innovative approach has been also really, really crucial for the demolition of the Huntington Viaduct. And obviously, that demolition project was the focus of a feature in the May issue of NCE. So can you tell us a bit about why the removal of the viaduct was so complex and how you've tackled some of those challenges? Of course, yeah. So um, probably getting getting back to, to why why we're, we... Um, 
why we're having to to to, to um, demolish it. So building building new road, um, the A14 was was really about trying to get the right traffic on the right road. So we built a, a wonderful new new road, which will be the strategic road network. But what we needed to do was to leave a legacy for the for the local local communities, some the local access roads. And if we left the old A14 in 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 its in its sort of existing state, then then um, the, the local communities wouldn't realise the benefits of 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 the new road. Yes, there would be um, additional capacity, but um, it, it uh, HGVs would would potentially just just carry on um, using using the old road as as it as it was. And, and um, so, um, by by um, demolishing the existing um, uh, viaduct over the East Coast Main Line, we're effectively um, truncating the the old um, route that the HGVs have got used to, to to being used, and and almost forcing them to use the new road. And certainly, the configuration of the new road um, has. Um, has has made that made that sort of um, efficient, uh, uh, effective. So the the old um, uh, viaduct over the East Coast Main Line is is a uh, a relatively old structure. Um, it's near its um, uh, sort of near, near the end of its its um, design life, and actually um, the the bridge bearings used to fail um, at least um, twice a year, which had a huge impact on 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 the road network. But um, the the the, uh, the the demolition itself um, was quite a, quite a challenge. Um, the the central span is is has precast concrete beams, um, which are heavy. We've just removed the first one, 200, 200 tons plus, um, lifting up over a night possession, um, uh, sort of over the the east coast main line during engineering hours is no mean mean feat. And um, lots of temporary works and design and um, safety assurance um, process and procedures to make sure that happens um, as we intend, sort of safely and, and um, um, with uh, with a degree of assurance that um, gives gives Network Rail the confidence that we can we can continue. So it's a it's a it's a huge endeavour, huge endeavour. And were there any other kind of new ideas or approaches that the viaduct project helped to get onto site? And how successful were these concepts? Um, because because um, it, it it is a, a challenging um, sort of exercise. You no, know, over over the live railway, I've, I've sort of shared, but sort of uh, on the edge of Huntingdon, um, with local access roads that are. Um, Sort of the, the main main routes into Huntington, um, it's it's um, uh, has a has a huge impact um, for for the local communities, and because it's over a live um, railway line, it means that we're only allowed to to gain access at, at particular times, um, and um, we we've been encouraged by Network Rail, not surprisingly, to use Christmas blockades. Christmas blockades, you have to book two years in advance to be able to um, um, organize um, those. And what that means is it's, it's a, a very long program. Um, 
the two Christmases um, plus to to um, deliver everything to demolish the whole thing. So we've looked at lots of different options from um, sort of explosives at one extreme. Um, you'd be happy to hear that that um, wasn't um, wasn't successful. Um, to to what we're doing now, which is quite a sophisticated engineering um, sort of. Um, exercise um i don't think it's unique um in in terms of what we're doing we've got some very clever engineers um who've done it before um but but yeah it's i'm not sure it's completely unique in terms of what we're trying to achieve this podcast is powered by bentley systems around the world engineers and architects constructors and owner operators are using bentley software solutions to accelerate project delivery and improve asset performance for the infrastructure that sustains our economy and our environment Together, we are advancing infrastructure. Find out more by going to Bentley.com. And you um, you opened part of the, the route in December, and I know Claire was particularly pleased that you did it the weekend before she was due to drive up to her parents. But, I mean, how, pos- how was it possible to actually open so early? And was that always the plan? Um, it, there was. Um, there is a connection between um, the... Um, demolition works commencing and opening the new road um and and so there was always an intention to open the the southern bypass as early as we possibly could but um that that um we we managed to achieve that much earlier than we originally intended um and so that's why we we uh, are very proud of of that how we um delivered it is is um is that there is a lot of innovation that we've applied um, on 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 the A14, from um, building a, a 750 meter viaduct using a kit of parts, um, precast concrete um, sort of slabs and and parapet sections, um, which um, meant that we could build the bridge deck um, much much quicker than than traditional methods. In fact, um, we delivered the bridge deck something like nine months using 13 people, whereas traditionally it would take 12 months using using 300 people. Um, so, so it was those sort of things to um, building bridge decks um, on on the on the side of the road and, and jacking them up over a weekend. Um, and there are other other sort of things that we've done, having um, real time production apps. That allowed us to to analyse the the sort of production rates for for laying blacktop, and using using that data to improve productivity by something like twenty percent over over the last year. So lots and lots of things that we that we did that all all added up to to a significant saving in terms of time and cost. And I know the work is almost complete, but what has the the impact of the coronavirus pandemic been on the scheme? Mm. It, it, it's it's really um, challenging. Um, so almost straight away, we we 70% of our staff um, were, were were sent home to work from home, um, and so um, we we've had to sort of get used to just like everybody else, um, sort of working from home and and sort of delivering delivering the outputs that that are required um, sort of remotely. But I guess the, the the biggest challenge is is working with our second tiers, you know, the people that um, perhaps don't have the the luxury of of a monthly salary who who need to work to get paid, um, and uh, it was mostly the second tiers that that we had the the biggest challenges, 
and, and, and actually it was quite quite understandably um, people coming to work want to make sure that that um, you know it's safe and and they can return home safely um, and not not spread anything um, by, by working working um, sort of or continuing working and I think that the other thing that, that maybe isn't a surprise um, to you or, or your listeners is that something like 80% of um, the, the A14's workforce, so something like 13,500 people have worked on the, on the A14, and about 80% of those people work away from home. And um, so those people um, continuing to sort of um, work away um, it's, it's created some real challenges for, for their employers and for us. And um, we, we, we have an accommodation block that, that um, we've used to, to support um, people who are who, who, um, living away from home and obviously without hotels. Um, but, but most of what we've done is create a, a working environment that, that people are comfortable, comply with, with the government uh, guidelines. So getting the rest of the route open more than six months early is quite an achievement. What were the key factors to enable the team to deliver that, that early? Um, there, there are lots of um, dimensions um, to, to it. I, I guess um, the, the, the um, use of technology is, is um, one of the things that we're particularly proud of. So we created a, 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 an environment where we had one source of the truth and, and actually, you no know, understanding current reality, and and managing from that rather than, um, I suppose, something else is a, is a is a big um, uh, sort of a, a, a prerequisite of success in my book, and so um, you know, we we invested in technology way back in 2016, and um, so having that data and that one source of the truth. Um, has allowed us to, to make management decisions collectively um, to to um, I suppose keep us keep us on track. Um, I can't um, not talk about the fantastic team that we've got. Um, it is an awesome team, um, and um, it, it sort of my my um, sort of compatriots in that team. Um, Mark Berg um, is, is the project director for, for um, the, the, the IDT, the, the sort of contracting sort of partners within the team. Um, he and I have worked really closely together to, to um, ensure that the, the quality of our leadership and the behaviours that um, we display and, and that the rest of the team display um, re- really sort of um, delivers and um, we take our commitments collectively really responsibly responsibly and we don't want to let um sort of each other down or or um the team down um or our communities down um so uh, i think um the team is a big big um factor in in um in in our success and and actually you know we we don't and perhaps it's, it's something that um your your listeners might might not um relate to but the things that we we get excited about isn't so much about how much concrete um, we've laid. It's it's about um, the, the sort of things that, the, that our people do. Um, last week, as, a, as an example, um, one of our black hats was working on a night shift and saw saw a young a young um, teenager um, sort of on on the side of the bridge, um, and you know, she she had cut her wrists and was um, thinking about jumping off. 
and um, no, he he stopped and um, persuaded her not to jump. No, those are the things that that we as a as a as a group really um, sort of celebrate, and I guess that that creates um, a, a, an environment where where um, no, we we care. Um, for 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 each other and and for the people around us, um, and and that's quite infectious. I think. I think um, quite a wrench to leave that community then, won't it? When you finish the project, um, hugely, hugely. I, I cannot um, um, tell you how how um, proud we all are, and and you know you just have to look at LinkedIn and um, um, to see the 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 volume of traffic about. Um, Sort of the the achievements that the guys and gals have have um, delivered over the last four years, but absolutely. Um, but 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 uh, now what I say to to everybody is, um, no, we've we've created a way of working that um, we've enjoyed, and um, has delivered some outstanding um, results. The onus on us all, no, everybody, all thirteen and a half thousand people who worked on the job, to be ambassadors and to go forward onto the next projects and and demand to work in this way because that's the only way we, we're going to deliver the step change our industry needs um, moving forward. Um, so we, we, we'll move on to the next project and and, and um, continue working in this way to, together um, collectively. Crossrail's former chairman Terry Morgan is fond of saying the scheme is on time and on budget and they failed on both. You're ahead of time but are you on budget? Uh, yes. Um, there are challenges, as you'd expect, sort of at the um, at the tail end of a project. But no, we, we are um, we're confident we're going to deliver it on on time and on budget, and um, that's um, that's still on track. What lessons learned from previous projects have had an impact on the design and delivery of the A14 scheme? Um, so quite quite a um, a lot actually. If you if you look at um, the um, the A14, um, there are sections of, of the project that are very similar to smart motorways, um, the, the way they're organised, the logistics, um, working on live carriageways. So, so there's lots of um, sort of um, knowledge transfer from, from um, uh, smart motorways in particular on those sections. Um, there, are, there are things that um, we've all introduced from different, different sectors um, one of the things I was passionate about from the rail sector was was about um, the the way they hand over um, projects, looking at operational sort of um, readiness and making sure that when we open uh, a new asset, you know, we're looking at all aspects of it, not just the engineering. Um, so I'm, I'm particularly proud of that, um, and I think um, you know, we can we can. Um, sort of uh, leave leave quite a strong legacy um, with that regard. I think the other thing is, um, I think inf- infrastructure has a has a sort of a reputation of sort of um, perhaps engaging with local communities um, either too late or, or um, perhaps not well enough. Um, so certainly, when 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 I joined the A14, um, we we created uh, not not the best impression with the, with the local communities by you know, the first thing we do is cut down trees. Um, because that's that's what we need to do to to, to build a road. Um, I, I think um, the A14 um, has sort of built built some trust. So no, I'm local. Uh, Mark Berg is local. Um, no, we're building it um, f- 
for, for a local community as well as for, for a national um, sort of um, road network. And so um, taking a long-term view of the community and trying to build relationships with the community, you know, we're not just going to come along and impose something for, for three or four years and, and when we've uh, we finished, we'll disappear. No, we're, we're there for the long term. There's a lot of investment here. Um, and so um, bringing some, some lessons that um, from Manchester, um, looking at sort of stakeholder management, um, looking at how, how we interact with um, local communities, um, no, those are some of the things I'm, I'm particularly proud of. So if you were setting out to start this project now, is there anything that you would do differently? Mm, good question. I, th- I think it is all around that, that stakeholder piece. Um, if if you come f- if you if you um, start a project looking at looking at it through the eyes of the community, there are, there are um, I guess some some um, areas of of um, potential tension that you can anticipate. So the, the best example I can give is um, the A14. We're building the A14 is because partly because there isn't much resilience in 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 the network. And it, what that meant is, and what it means even now, um, is that when we shut the A14, the diversion routes are very long. So if, if you imagine um, HGV drivers who are on um, time penalties and are trying to get to Felixstowe or come from Felixstowe, if, if we shut the A14 and they follow our, our road diversions, um, it could add 40 minutes to their journey. And, and um, even though we, we put some um, uh, uh, sort of messages out, we tell the Satnav companies, um, we, we um, put signs up. A lot of the HGV drivers ignore those signs and go through villages. Um, and those villages um, aren't, aren't able to, to sort of um, handle HGVs. If you imagine a, a beautiful sort of country, sleepy country village, um, with HGVs driving through at two or three o'clock in the in the morning, um, that isn't um, a great situation. And perhaps in hindsight, you you could could say that we could have anticipated that. And I personally think we should have done um, because the A14 used to shut every um, I suppose uh, probably three or four times a year, either through a really bad crash or or. The, the Huntington viaduct bearings um, failing, and so we should have should have been able to anticipate all those rat runs, all the all the, the routes that um, the drivers are taking, and done something about it. Um, so those are the sort of things that I I, I regret. And uh, on on the next job, I'll make sure that um, we do do look at it through the eyes of the communities and and try and try and do something about it. Okay, so what key things do you think other projects can take away from the A14 scheme? Hmm, really good question. I, I think um, that the investment in people is is um, critical. Um, so, so understanding um, sort of people people's um, sort of leadership styles and trying to blend a team that can um, deliver um, deliver sort of um, performance challenge themselves so i think that's definitely one area um technology um looking at um how technology and data can can um drive drive performance um i, I think uh 
the whole single team, one team environment is is um, is really crucial. Actually, it, it, it makes it makes working a real pleasure um, at, at one level. But actually, it it avoids um, sort of all all the man marking that that could could go on. Uh, the Highways England team is a very lean team. There's something like 15 Highways England employees, 15 20 employee Highways England employees, and you know, we have a sort of an assurance function that might be another sort of 20 or 30 people um, out of uh, a staff. Um, level of 650 people. So, Highways England is a, and, and its um, assurance functions are, are relatively small numbers in scale. But but actually working together as an integrated team um, is is um, really empowering for for everybody. And and um, I, I think that's something that that others should follow. Collaborative working is is again something that um, is talked about an awful lot. Um, but collaborative working, real, real um, collaborative working, is is really hard hard work sometimes, um, and uh, I think others um, should should um, challenge themselves to, to work in that in that um, way, um, and, um, and and yeah, and I I, I suppose un- underpinning all of that is um, the, the 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 work that we did early days to try and sort of define the purpose what, what what we're really focusing on as a project and and to to um capture the values and behaviors that that we wanted to to work within um as as this single team so it's, it's quite a lot of um investment to, to to create a successful team but but actually there's an awful lot of effort um if if a project isn't successful so it's a, it's a really wise investment from from my perspective so on a more personal level, what have you learned during your work on the A14 scheme and, and will that influence your approach on future projects? <laughs> yeah, good question. Um, the truth is, is I've always always um, chosen to work in a, in a sort of a collaborative um, uh, way. Um, and so um, that's one of the reasons why I joined Highways England and, and the A14 is, is because they were committed to, to this um, way of working. I think, um, to me, the, the whole um, power of, of, of work it, working together, um, unleashing the potential, um, is is really exciting. Now, a lot of lot of the, the ideas um, came from from young people. So normally, traditionally in construction, because because I guess we've grown risk adverse is um you know we 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 only take leaps um in, into innovation if if we really have to and you know, the bridge decks that i i talked about earlier on you know, so building the bridge bridge two bridge decks on the side of the road um and then jacking them up over over a weekend i'd love to take credit for that um but actually it was a young engineer who'd seen it somewhere else um sort of on an earlier job and it took him over a year to persuade us old sort of um, grey-haired folks that it was a good idea. And yet he did it. And um, He must and be really a, proud. Oh, he should be, yeah. And, and you know, if uh, unleashing that potential um, is, is something I'm immensely proud of. And um, to me, that's what I'll take away, is that especially in this sort of digital age, you know, we need different skills. Um, you know, people like me, you know, I, 
I, I sort of keep on sort of saying, well, of course I had a Game Boy or something, and everybody laughs at me because um, a Game Boy is um, archaic. Apparently, it's, the, the youngsters don't even know what a Game Boy is, and um, no, we we need to sort of harness um, the skills and talents talents of, of our young people. Um, you know, one of the things that um, the A14 has has done a fantastic job is to engage in schools and and um, we're looking at trying to encourage people um, to join um, our, our industry. And it is the digital stuff and the um, the environmental stuff that really um, sort of sparks the imagination for, for, for our young, young people. And um, there's so much we can do in that space. So to me, um, just learning how, how to engage with that, that next generation and, and inspire them to, to um, transform our industry. That, that's that's what we need. We can't carry on the way we are. That's great. Thank you very much for your time today. It's been really interesting to hear about the project. Uh, it's um it's it's immense. So uh, yeah, you you will um you'll be even more impressed next time you drive on it. I promise you. Yeah, that's great. Thanks very much. No, thank you. Thank, thanks for inviting me. Big thanks from all of us at NCE to David Bray from Highways England for joining us on this episode. If you enjoy listening to these podcasts, we encourage you to leave us a written review on whichever podcast platform you're using and share it online with your colleagues using the hashtag Engineers Collective. The Engineers Collective is powered by Bentley Systems. Valued for their depth, breadth and scalability, Bentley Software Solutions can help you gain insight from the data you collect and coordinate, improve decisions and achieve better business outcomes. Your organization may already be going digital, but if it's struggling to embrace change or realize the benefits of digital technologies, Bentley invites you to gauge your organization's progress by taking one of our digital assessments. Work with a partner you can trust and accelerate your pace if possible by going digital with Bentley at bentley.com forward slash going digital.